Knowledge Products presents Science and Discovery, narrated by Edwin Newman. This is on Origins of the Universe. How did the universe get started? How's our old universe getting along now, about 15 to 20 billion years after it began? And if the universe won't go on forever, how and when will its journey end? These are essential and long-standing questions of cosmology, the study of the cosmos. Scientific cosmologists study the creation, evolution, and structure of the universe. As we peer into these subjects, we too will look at most things from a scientific perspective. But as we consider the newer scientific understanding of the beginnings of the cosmos, we'll keep our eyes open to the fact that scientists, even now, don't have all the answers or even all the questions. For most of history, the origin of the universe could not be explained in scientific terms. It usually was left to religion or mythology to address these questions. Yet even today, sophisticated scientists are awestruck by the grandeur, power, and mystery of whatever force or being is responsible for the universe we see. And in that light, religious questions and concepts can take on new meaning. Somewhere in the heartland of America, a young person recently wrote a letter asking about the inception of the world. This student, called R.B., sought the truth from a syndicated newspaper columnist, the famed Christian evangelist Billy Graham. The article was published in the summer of 1992, but the questions and answers alike seem to have an almost timeless quality. R.B. asked Dr. Graham, how old is the earth? Is it 6,000 years old, like the Bible says? Or is it billions of years old, like my teacher says? How do you reconcile the two? Or is the Bible out of date? The Reverend Graham replied that the Bible isn't out of date, and then brought up a subject that has been controversial since the Renaissance. He wrote... Although the Bible is not a science textbook, it is accurate in what it says about the physical world. And when we understand it correctly, there is no contradiction between what it says and what science has discovered. Students of the Bible have studied the meaning of the opening chapters of the Bible for centuries. Many of them have pointed out that the word day, which is used to describe the periods of creation in Genesis 1, is also used in the Bible to describe an indefinite period of time. The Bible says, With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. The most important thing is not how long creation took, but that God is the creator of everything. Not all great thinkers of the 20th century have agreed that God's role is the most important thing in universal creation. Professor Albert Einstein expressed his perspective in an essay entitled, Strange is Our Situation Here Upon Earth. The most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. It is the source of all true art and science. He to whom this emotion is a stranger, who can no longer pause to wonder and stand wrapped in awe, is as good as dead. His eyes are closed. To know 
that what is impenetrable to us really exists, manifesting itself as the highest wisdom and the most radiant beauty which our dull faculties can comprehend only in their most primitive forms, this knowledge, this feeling, is at the center of true religiousness. In this sense, and in this sense only, I belong in the ranks of devoutly religious men. It is enough for me to reflect upon the marvelous structure of the universe, which we can dimly perceive, and to try humbly to comprehend even an infinitesimal part of the intelligence manifested in nature. Dr. Graham reconciled biblical language with physical fact. Dr. Einstein examined the physical world with an almost religious fervor. Yet many find it hard to accept Dr. Graham's view that the Bible and science are in agreement. And in late 20th century America, few students of nature still seek scientific truth from experts on matters of faith. More commonly these days, when we seek answers to cosmic questions, we generally look to scientific cosmologists. These are the scientists who use powerful concepts and tools, everything from quantum physics to super colliders, to explain the essential nature of everything in the universe. But it wasn't always so. Long before religion, longer still before science and technology, there was mythology. And for thousands of years, the cosmos was explained in mythic rather than scientific terms. The words cosmos and myth originate from the Greek. So too does the word chaos, which is how the ancient Greeks imagined the universe before humanity came along. The 17th century English poet, John Milton, described this mythological state of non-existence in dramatic terms. The vast immeasurable abyss, outrageous as a sea, dark, wasteful, wild. Milton's verse harks back to a void of disorder, a chasm of random and formless matter. But according to Greek legend, the universe began to take shape from a human perspective even before there were humans. Professor Edith Hamilton has described this imagined process in her book entitled Mythology, Timeless Tales of Gods and Heroes. Two children were born to this shapeless nothingness. Night was the child of chaos, and so was Erebus, which is the unfathomable depth where death dwells. In the whole universe there was nothing else, all was black, empty, silent, endless. And then a marvel of marvels came to pass. In some mysterious way, from this horror of blank, boundless vacancy, the best of all things came into being. Love was born, and with its birth, order and beauty began to banish blind confusion. Love created light with its companion, radiant day. What took place next was the creation of the earth, but this, too, no one ever tried to explain. It just happened. But how? 
who or what created such wondrous phenomena in the first place. The human race and some of its more illustrative myths were born on the African continent, and there the Yoruba tribe of Nigeria tells the legend of Olorun. The sky god Olorun created the universe, appointed night and day, arranged the seasons, and fixed the destiny of men. British scholar Arthur Cotterill, in his extensive survey entitled A Dictionary of World Mythology, tells us about Wele, the creation god of the Abaluya people of Kenya. Wele created heaven and supported it all round by pillars, just as the roof of a round hut is propped up by pillars. Then he created two assistants, and together they place the moon and the sun in the sky. The next creations were clouds, the cock of lightning, stars, rain, rainbows by which God stops rain, air, and the cold air which causes hailstones. Followers of Hinduism in India believed the god king Indra was the force behind lightning. The ancient Greeks feared Zeus, who cast down lightning bolts from Mount Olympus. Scandinavians believed in Thor, who used a hammer to bring forth lightning and thunder alike. Yet, for all their sound and fury, the gods of creation could be remarkably fragile. In the cosmology of ancient China, creation occurs when a...